1: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 60 cents podcast. I'm Lucas. I got Jonathan and Chris here. Guys, the All-Star game just ended. That means All-Star weekend is over, but man, we have a lot to talk about, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit to get into. Um will obviously talk about the All-Star game and other stuff going on with Philly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an exciting second half of the year coming up here. We got we got plenty to look forward to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so obviously we just finished watching the all-star game. Joel went out there, obviously, earlier this week. He said he'd been hurt for a little bit. So what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think Joel should have played? Let's start with you, Lucas. Or let's start with you, Chris. Yeah,
2: I I mean, look, really, if Joel feels up for it, I'm I'm fine. I, I trust him at this point. He's a player who is generally pretty in tune with his body. He is had to learn how to how to handle his workload over the years and how to manage his health. So I, I trust him in this circumstance. Um, obviously, it's not like guys are giving much effort at all. Frankly, I thought a lot of this game is pretty unwatchable <laughs> as far as effort goes. So there's not a ton of risk in the All-Star game unless you're LeBron James and you're breaking your finger on the rim trying to block a shot. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't really have much concern about it. I he played well, obviously looked good out there, put up a fair amount of points as he normally does in in any game. Uh, but the effort level is low. These guys are actively trying not to get hurt. This is obviously a game that does not have much importance beyond the um, you know beyond just the honor of being in the All Star game. So I I wasn't too worried about it.
1: I mean. My issue is, is that we've been complaining that Joel hasn't been healthy in the playoffs. And he said that he should have been listening to the doctors about three weeks to a month ago, saying that he needed two weeks of rest. And that he really was looking forward to resting at this all-star game. And Chris, you're right in the fact that there isn't a lot of energy exerted, but there is still running and, you know, directional movement and stuff. So, yeah, I think, I think it is, I, I, I don't think he should have played. I mean, look, the, the the voters already disrespected him by not having him as a starter. He had to be an injury, you know, replacement for Kevin Durant. So I I absolutely think that he should have just sat it out. I I don't think he owes the All Star Game anything.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Lucas. I mean, I. I thought that because of the disrespect from the fans, there's no need for him to go out there and uh, potentially get hurt. Obviously, playoffs are most important. So, going in that draft, though, I mean, LeBron, for the starters, he picked Joel Embiid first. I mean, do you guys think and that means anything?
2: Um, No, not really. Um, I, I mean, it's obviously a show of respect from LeBron to Joel. Uh, Embiid, clearly one of the... Four or five best players on the face of the earth, at least. So clearly, there's there's some respect there. Um, I, I think it's funny that he wasn't originally slated to be a starter, and he ended up getting picked first. I, I think that's a pretty comical turn of events. But I, I don't think there should be any super deep reading into this. Obviously, LeBron is pretty famous as a recruiter, but I, I don't feel like Joel's going to bolt for Los Angeles anytime soon. Um, if anything, the Sixers are going to draft Bronny with like the 36th pick and the (laughs) problem from here. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't think there's any deep reading here. I I don't think it has any implications on the MVP race or anything like that, but I I thought it was pretty funny that Joel wasn't voted in as a starter originally when he clearly should have been. And he gets, you know, picked first overall. (laughs)
1: I mean, there is an irony to that, Chris, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say that there is something to this. Look, the Sixers have a lot riding on this season. If things go awry for one reason or another, a lot of people are speculating, oh, Joel may be the next big name to ask out. And if if, if that untasteful situation does occur, LeBron probably would love to have Joel over Anthony Davis. I know I would. And, Joel's, and, and James has been known to recruit via all-star games in the past. You know, so I, I, I think it might be a little something-something. It might not be something big, but it's a little something-something for sure.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, he's clearly not, uh, not recruiting Jokic to the same degree, so there there's less concern on that front. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look. You're right, LeBron has probably recruited at All-Star Game. I'm sure a lot of players have before. But, I mean, it's not that hard for him to go, like, talk to Tatum or whatever, someone on Team Giannis. Like, especially, you know, these teams weren't picked until right before the draft. So, it's not like there was practices or anything leading up to it. These guys have just been hanging out, I assume, all weekend. So, I, I, I wouldn't read too much into it.
3: Yeah, I think him also picking Joel, but then also picking Jokic. Like, it just kind of proves that the all star voting system currently is messed up. Like, if LeBron's, there's, it's so positionless, and LeBron's out here picking two players based on skill, not based on position. Obviously, Joel goes first. I just think it comes back to like the whole voting process in the first place, like the airs yeah. the and that. But
2: that I agree I'm, with. And that'll extend like to all NBA voting and, and stuff in the future. Like, that that kind of thing where Joel is very likely going to be second or third in MVP voting and second team all center again, that shouldn't be happening. I I think we've reached the point in NBA basketball where Joel and Jokic can both be on first team all NBA. So, so that, that I absolutely agree with.
3: Yeah. Um, And oh, Joel, obviously playing tonight, balled out. He put up some big numbers. Do you guys think that he had a shot for MVP tonight?
2: Um, I I mean, if Team LeBron had won, yes. Uh, 14 of 19 from the field, 32 points, seven boards, four assists. Um, On par for his season averages. Uh, um, Yeah, he was one of, if not the best players on Team LeBron right next to Kyrie, who also put up 32 points. Kyrie had 15 assists, though, to uh, go with his 32 points, so maybe Kyrie gets the edge there, but yeah, I, I think Embiid would have been in the conversation had the game been a little bit more competitive, and had LeBron ultimately won. Obviously, Team Giannis did. Tatum scored fifty-five points, hit ten threes. Like, obviously, he's gonna win, and he's the most deserving candidate. But had the script been flipped a little bit, yeah, Embiid was in the running, and I mean, he's gonna have plenty of more opportunities to win All-Star MVP in the future. So, you know this isn't his last time on that stage.
1: Yeah, I, I, yes, d- 32 points on re- really good efficiency is great. And he did carry the game for a small portion of it. But Chris, I don't even know if Kyrie Irving would get it. I, I think you would probably give it to J- Jalen Brown. He had 35, the most of the, of the, you know, uh, LeBron team uh, players on six of twenty-seven with fourteen rebounds and five assists. I-, I think give it to him over Kyrie or LeBron. I mean, not LeBron, sorry, Kyrie or Joao.
2: Mm, three more points on eight more shots. I don't know if I'm buying it.
1: Uh, I I I think I am. I think I'm gonna buy it. I think I'm gonna you know you know flip it for better real estate, all that good stuff. But that's just me. I mean, and it's a cool story if you know Brown gets it coming off the bench and yeah. So yeah, I'd probably give it to, I'd probably give it to Brown. So that's just me.
3: Yeah. Well, if only Team LeBron had won, right? I mean, yeah. the uh, highlight, obviously, I think for 76ers fans of the NBA All Star Weekend was Mac McClung. He won the dunk contest, obviously, on Saturday night. He was killing it, had some great dunks. It was all around really a great dunk contest. Uh, I think Reggie Miller was said that Mac McClung saved the dunk contest. I don't know if you guys want to go that far, but Lucas, why don't you start with that?
1: Well, it wasn't just Reggie. It was Shaq and like half the D- TNT cast. And I and I tend to agree. I, I think he did because uh, outside of Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine's slam dunk contest, we haven't had a really good one. In a while, outside of those two going back and forth for a couple of years, we haven't had a good one, and so I think Bat McClung certainly did. I mean, he's a great story, um, and so yeah, no, I, I and he was fantastic. I, I jumped out of my, I, I was laying on my bed watching it on my TV, in my bedroom when I, when it was happening. I definitely jumped out of my bed out of sheer excitement and and in awe while watching it. So yeah, I, I think. I think he does. I, I think he did save it because I, I think a lot of people were starting to get bored with it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely a fair comment. Obviously, I, I mean, we haven't really had a great dunk contest since like Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Maybe um, it's we've been in a bit of a lull for a while now. Um, and yeah, I mean, Mac, it's hard to remember a better dunk contest performance since the Levine and Gordon competition. Like like Mac had four stellar dunks in a row. He made all of them on his first attempt, which has not been the case for many dunkers in recent competitions. Like, he, he just stole the show. Um, and he had some pretty decent competition, too. Trey Murphy had some really nice dunks. Like, like it wasn't... His it wasn't last dunk Mack was too. very...
1: Okay, but his last one was very underwhelming.
2: Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, Mac obviously was the... Clear winner, but you know he had some. There are the, the of that back it the up. The
1: one that he he alley ooped to himself without it touching the ground was probably his best one, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. No, I yeah I I, I would agree. Um, but yeah, I mean Max deserves a ton of credit. This guy was in the G League a week ago. Obviously, not a guy that everybody on the national stage knew about before the dunk contest. He just. Earned himself quite a few more fans. Um, We'll see how how his tenure goes in Philly. Now on a two-way contract. He signed it a few days before the dunk contest. We'll see if anything comes of that. Odds are it won't. He's just not going to be in the rotation. Uh, But, yeah, he's a really exciting dunker, if nothing else. And it seems like he's going to be back in the dunk contest next year assuming that the NBA is is smart and invites him back because he has already said publicly that he's willing to do it. Um, So, yeah, we'll probably get round two next year, and that'll be hopefully just as exciting.
1: By by the way, two fun facts. So if he does come back next year, Zion Williamson said if he was going to do the dunk contest, it'd be next year. So that would be very special, especially if they could get John Moran involved, which I doubt. But, you know, it'd be cool. Um I will also say that um another fun fact, according I saw something on Twitter today that's essentially stated that Mack McClung doubled his career, almost doubled his career uh earnings after just this one dunk contest, which is beyond impressive. Yeah, good um, for him. <laughs> absolutely.
3: Yeah. You guys said it all. I mean, I think out of the five judges four rounds, I think he had something like 19 out of 20 50s. So, I, he absolutely Yeah, Lisa Leslie.
1: It. Lisa Leslie was very salty about that second dunk and gave him a 49. I was not a fan, Lisa. Sorry. You got to do better than that.
3: <laughs> yeah, so out of those four dunks, which one was your favorite?
1: My favorite It's that first one. Because not only did he go, uh, granted, they were like partially bent over, but he went over two people stacked on top of each other, hit the ball off the backboard, and still was high enough to complete a two handed dunk. That, Jonathan, you played, Chris, you guys have played pickup ball. You guys seen stuff like that's extremely difficult, especially for a guy who's what, like 6'2, 6'3? Absolutely insane. And that set the whole entire trend for the rest of the slam dunk contest, too. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that first
3: one. He's six two. That was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's no way he's actually 6'2", though. I mean just looking at him. That, <laughs> he's he's,
1: probably, he's probably more like six foot, but you know, they <laughs> like they like to you know over exaggerate the height a little bit, but still, yeah. it's beyond impressive.
2: Yeah, he's the shortest six foot two person of all time. Speaking as someone who's roughly six foot two. Um
3: well oh, that's like yeah. AI used to bolster his stats. I was about like, to
2: say AI was probably more
1: like five nine, five ten, and so yeah, you had a more yeah, six, six foot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean I agree with Lucas. The the first one tapped off the backboard over two people. It's kinda of hard to beat that. Again, that's the kind of thing just creatively and athletically we haven't really seen since Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, and those guys are much, much taller than Mac. Um, I will say the third one was close third one was close where he got I mean, it the off fourth,
1: the,
3: guys. the fourth one he did a 720
1: yeah yeah that was impressive i just found it a little bit more impressive that he got the ball off of somebody else's hand did uh under the legs and then did a uh pump fake before dunking it yeah
2: i, I mean they're all again pretty pretty darn impressive it, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite. what was
1: the second i can't remember the second one off the top of my head what did he do for the second one again cuz i know he went Fair straight at the basket it was yeah
2: I, I they're all a little bit jumbled in my head i will admit to the viewers yeah I that's that's what stuff. yeah
1: yeah no like i said like i remember 1 3 and 4 but i can't remember the second one for some reason maybe lisa was right by giving him a 49 then i don't know <laughs> but like but like no they were all absolutely impressive i i think the first one definitely set the tone but the third one was pretty darn close for me too
2: Pretty awesome stuff.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Chris, you alluded to this a little time a little bit earlier in the show. Um, we'll start with you, Lucas. Do you think based on his dunk contest, anything this weekend should earn him actual minutes with the 76ers? Should it? I I think
1: he's worth a look in an NBA game or two. Maybe not like maybe not like a lot of minutes, but maybe like a three to four minute stretch. In a game that's a like a winnable game, like that should be marked down as a win, sure. But will it? Guys, who's our head coach again? What's his name? What's the one thing he hates to do? Play young guys or change his rotation? It's Doc Rivers. As much as I, I think he deserves it, will it happen? No. But would, it, would Sixers fans go absolutely nuts if it did at a home game? Absolutely. But I don't think it's going to happen unless the Sixers take the like, last game of the regular season and just rest their starters. I, I just don't think that's the case.
2: Yeah. But I, the I mean, Six-
1: sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a good chance we see him in, in garbage time, maybe some point down the road. But as far as getting real minutes, I mean, look, let, let's be honest. There's like a reason... Been in the G League for most of his career up to this point. He, he's a tremendous G League player, puts up great numbers. Uh But five foot eleven guards who are maybe Chris,
1: Chris, Chris. Can't don't, play don't do that, dude. Don't do that. I'm to just him. saying. I,
3: I'm
2: not. Don't
1: don't convinced. don't be the one that craps on his parade this weekend.
3: Don't shots don't. at the short shots at the short I, king. Yeah,
2: hey, hey,
1: I was convinced. about to say nothing wrong with short kings. Hey, I'm like five ten. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> All right, I, I'm not convinced that he's an NBA player. I'd happily be proven wrong. I would love it if he, like, is a regular rotation Chris, guy. Chris, yeah. Chris, what, cool
1: Chris, what if next season he's playing on the Thunder? Would that make you happy?
2: That's fine. The Thunder are going to be competing for a championship next season. So, that'd be great.
3: Um, <laughs> Chris, I had in my notes exactly what you said. I said, like, literally verbatim, let's be honest, there's a reason he hasn't been in the NBA. Like, I wrote exactly what you said. I mean... Like, I think this guy has had probably the best week of anyone on earth, right? Like, I mean, to a contract, immediately gets signed, wins the dunk contest. Tonight, he got to introduce Post Malone before the All-Star Game. Like, the last four or five days, he's been living the best life of anyone in the country. But, I mean, yeah, I don't see him playing.
1: Like I said, I don't see it, but I think it should happen, but it won't happen. That's that's the way I see it. I think he's worth his chance. I mean, clearly the guys – like, guys, I'm sure you guys saw the reaction of, like, Giannis, uh, uh, Jose Alvarado, everybody after that first dunk. Like, NBA
3: players gave him respect. Yeah, so he can dunk – like he can have crazy dunks when no one's around. Does that translate to contributing in an NBA basketball?
1: The problem I well, no. Okay, okay, okay. The biggest problem with him is not his scoring in the on the NBA level. I think he can be an NBA scorer, no problem. The issue is defensively. I yeah. think that's the reason why he's not getting like an a, a real shot right now. And like clearly he has the athleticism for it. So I think it's just a matter of opportunity, because like the teams that he's played on were the Lakers and our team, not two teams that are trying
3: to tank. So yeah, maybe- I, I don't want to like again, like you said, I really hate raining on his cash parade right now. Like he is having a great week, but I mean realistically, I don't, I don't know how he gets in the lineup. You guys
1: are just haters, I, Jonathan. Yeah. I can't. You Even- know the thing
2: is.
3: Even if we are charitable
2: enough to say that he has an NBA future, it's just not going to be in Philly. Like like you said, A, Doc Rivers, B, there's just no one in the rotation that he should be playing over. Like, all respect in the world to Mac McClung. He's not better than Shake, He's not better than George or Jalen or Paul or any of the other reserves. Like, He's just not going to get the minutes here. And, and Philly's clearly in win-now mode, as they should be. So even if he does have some bright NBA future as, like, the next Isaiah Thomas, probably gonna happen with OKC or like you said or whoever else ends up signing him next. If someone signs him next, so yes, yeah.
1: I, I look, I I get it, I get it, but at the same time, let me just enjoy the fact that a uh, blue coats guy won the slam dunk. Okay, just let me get this. Okay, and just don't don't crap on my brain. Okay, okay.
3: We okay, will we, we, we will move on from Mac McClung. Um, he got lots of time on his podcast, probably more than he thought he would get, also. Uh, and now we'll switch gears to Chris's center rankings, top 30 centers in the NBA, and where indeed oh. is in that list.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app.
2: No potential controversy here, guys. Uh, we should agree on a lot of these things. Um, I'll, I'll just go down, I'll go down five at a time from 30, and we'll have a conversation. Um, let's start at 30. I have uh, the rookie from Detroit, Jalen Duran. Number 29 is Bobby Portis Sr. of the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Bobby Portis is a power forward. He's not a center.
2: He's the backup center for the Bucs. Anyways, Mason Plumlee, twenty-eight. Now of the Clippers. Twenty-seven is Mitchell Robinson and twenty-six is Golden States Kevon Looney.
3: Yeah. I I, I,
2: I don't I, I don't besides Bobby Portis being
1: listed as a center, I have no problem. Okay. Perfect.
2: All right, twenty-five. Christian Wood of the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Twenty-four. Kelly Olenek of the Utah Jazz. 23. Mm-hmm. Stephen Adams of the Memphis Grizzlies. 22 is Nikola Vucevic of the Chicago. Okay, I'm Bulls. gonna I'm, I'm gonna pause
1: you there. I, that seems kind of high for Vuce.
2: High is in he should be worst. Right? Yeah. Lower. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sure. Look, I, I get that he's putting up numbers, but Chris, you complain about big men that can score a little bit but can't defend at all, and that's. That's pretty much him now.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, he's turning in the wrong direction. That's for sure. I'll give you I, that.
1: I, th- I think he should be like past Christian Wood, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. I I don't know. If I'd, I'd rather
1: have I'd rather have Christian Wood than Vucevic on my roster.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing with with Wood is like you can't play him more than seventeen minutes every night because he's just not good defensively either and he makes a lot of mistakes but i i will say like the offense is pretty remarkable so he makes up for that on other nights uh but yeah i mean vucevic is definitely heading in the wrong direction 100 mm-hmm. percent. um in 21 i have walker kessler who is already one of the best defenders in the nba as a rookie uh i'm so, yeah.
1: surprised you i'm surprised you didn't have him higher i
2: mean look yeah. I I mean, because I know how much you love him, and honestly, I'd be tempted to have him higher. I I had to practice some self-restraint for the guy playing 20 minutes, but he, he will be higher moving forward, I'm sure. He's, he's moving up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 20, I have Vita Zubac of the Clippers.
1: Seems about right.
2: Is Jonas Valanciunas of New Orleans. 18, I got Jakob Pertl, now a Toronto Raptor. Number 17, I have Alperin Shane Goon, my guy from the Houston Rockets. And 16 is Orlando's Wendell Carter Jr.
1: So this might sound, I know you like Jakob Erdl. I feel like he should be behind Walker or Kessler. Sure. I don't, I, I don't
3: know. I kind of like this list so far, Chris. Uh, I, I don't you. have
1: a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of complaints. Just, just some.
3: Yeah, a
2: lot of these guys, obviously, are very close together. Like, like. I, I would say the range between Pertle and, and Kessler is not gigantic. Um, 15. Clint Capella, Atlanta. Okay, that seems too high. Still doing his thing. Maybe not at, as, you know, at high. As high Yo, at high he, almost lo- as he, he, he,
1: he almost lost his job to Okongwu this year, and they're basically splitting
2: minutes now. Uh, I still think he's pretty good. Again, like yeah. like trending down, but maybe not as deeply as Zusevich, but Still one of the best rim protectors and rebounders you're going to find. Yeah. Uh, 14, I got Nick Claxton from Brooklyn, a guy we're all pretty familiar with at this point. Number 13 is Miles Turner of Indiana. 12 is Kristaps Porzingis of the Wizards. And 11 is Robert Williams III out of Boston.
1: Uh, so, Side note, Chris Stops has been starting at Power Forward for the last, like, 20 games.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't but... care. He's a center. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah,
3: the, o- the only issue are definitely positions.
2: Yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, spoiler alert, Cat is on this list, too, with Gobert. They're both centers. I don't
1: care. Yeah, no, we we yeah. argued that one last time, Chris. I knew that was something.
2: The positions are pointless anyways. But anyways, <laughs> 10, Brooke Lopez of the Milwaukee Bucks. 9 I have DeAndre Ayton maybe maybe showing a little bit more faith than he has earned this year but I I, I still believe number 8 Jared Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers number 7 is everyone's favorite center from France Rudy Gobert
1: okay so I'm going to okay. stop you there I'm I'm going to stop you there cuz Rudy Gobert Chris, it's he still is still really good he, no no this year no. though this, this year I, really I this year I'd have him behind Brooke Lopez
2: Hmm.
1: he That's has dropped you, off. Okay, Chris, let me ask you this. Who's a better chance to win defensive player of the year. Gobert or Brooke Lopez. Neither Brooke Lopez. I don't
2: know if that
1: okay. really means anything. Okay. But no, 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 no. Let's think about this. If Brooke Lopez is a better defender this year, and we already know that he's a much better offensive player, then wouldn't it make sense for Go- Lopez to be
2: above.
1: Gobert in this ranking
2: well I mean who's more likely to win MVP this year?
1: I mean does that mean
2: to you guys does that mean carry anyway for you guys in the upcoming debate? No. So I'm just saying that's not everything. I I mean I think Okay, but, but, but okay. Do you
1: think Lopez is the better defender between him and Gobert?
2: No. I, I don't. I would say Gobert is a, I I would pick Gobert if I had to build the defense any day still. Mm. Jonathan, your thoughts?
3: I'd probably go Gobert, but it's uh, close.
1: By the way, one other small issue, I would have switched Porzingis and Ryan Robert Williams. I was about to say Ryan Williams. Robert Williams, I would have switched those two. But that's a small thing. Sure. Okay.
2: All right. Six is uh, the other Timberwolves center, Carl Anthony Towns. I see... I think I would have him a few spots lower too because he's barely played, and when he has played, he
1: hasn't looked you know like okay, fantastic. That,
2: but when he does play, he's he's cat. Like,
1: uh, I don't know, man. I think I'd cat. rather i i I don't know if I'd rather have Aiden over Cat. I don't know. That's just me, but okay. Aiden anyway. has not
2: been like his best self this year either. But he has he's been there. on he's been on on a tear as of like last month. And Kat's been hurt the last month, and he can't do much about that. Um, all right, let's let's do the top five. Uh, okay. No controversy here, as I said earlier. Uh, number five is Demontis Sabonis of the Sacramento Kings.
1: Who do you have ahead of him?
2: Uh, number four is Bam Adebayo of the. Mono
1: whoa, League. whoa, whoa, Chris! Stop with the bullcrap there, man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to call you out on that one.
2: You're gonna call uh, me out on the bullcrap, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, Sabonis, Chris, I think we we were in agreement for Every... most of this season that Sabonis was the third best big man in the NBA. This year, to... Chris,
2: Sabonis is better than Bam. He's been
1: so much better than Bam. Okay,
2: I, I mean, sure, I, I agree, like, if we're, like, who deserves all NBA, I'd vote. Thomas over Bam, but okay. Okay, the who do I want uh, in the playoffs? It's Bam every day of the week. Like, like well, Bam okay, is maybe one so, of the so, two three uh, best I defenders like, on the NBA.
1: I feel planet. like there isn't like a study criteria for this. Then I feel like the criteria for this is based off of player, not based off of like
2: it's who I think of, is the best player, not who's having the best individual season.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to disagree on that one. Sabonis needs yeah. to be there. Who do you have or, at third? They're very close. To the top they're both two. top 30. Okay, who, who, who's the third? Because I know who's second and third. I have an idea of who's going to be number one and two, but who's, who's up ahead of him besides Bam?
2: It's Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, okay. Okay, kind of. I guess I get it. I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. but All okay. right, before
2: the injury this year, if even if we're talking about this okay. season oh. alone, AD was top three.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that, yeah. but like Sabonis is better than BAM. I'm sorry.
2: Fair argument. All right, that's the end of the list. We have nothing more to discuss. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Move no, on no, to the, no.
1: the topics. I'm uh, about to pull up the ar- the article if you don't <laughs> okay, tell us. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> we I know mean, how it goes. Know what I there, it's not like some big grand unveiling. Um, I, I haven't beat it too in Yokichir 1.
1: Boo. Very close. Boo.
2: Boo.
1: Okay. We all know
3: that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, we we like it's not even a surprise and I don't feel like having the same argument over and over again, but let me just say this Chris. Me and Jonathan both agree that because Joel owned Jokic in that one-on-one matchup and won that matchup as the team that does a lot for Joel's case this year. Now, I, I'll I'll give you this. This is the best season that Jokic has ever had. I give you that. He's averaging a triple-double. But I will also say this, and I've noticed it, too, not just the talking heads. Lately, Chris, he's been hunting for assists to get that triple-double average. And he's never done that before, uh, but he's doing it now. And I feel like he's a little bit of pat-statting. Like, just look. Like, just just like Russell Wells Ru- Westbrook did in 2017, and you were very much against that at that time. And I remember that I was
2: not against Russell Westbrook in 2017. A, B, like I do. Not, I think if anyone doesn't give a crap about averaging a triple double, it's probably Jokic. I, I do not think he's hunting assists.
3: Chris, I just like I was going to tell you when I was looking at this list. I think this is the best of all the positions you've done from one to thirty except this one, two, makes it just the worst. Okay. Invalid.
2: All right. Let, let's, let's pump the brakes. Even if your argument is that Joel is better, which is that there's a totally valid and reasonable argument. Like, Joel is awesome. To act like it's just beyond doubt that there's no argument in Jokic's favor is, I, I think. Hey, I'm not.
1: I'm acknowledging. Yeah, I didn't say uh, that. They are real. both like yeah. top five. Okay, but, so. but but we're 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 acknowledging that he Jokic. Look, Jokic is making the case that not only is he, he he's already he's already won the debate about being a top, mm-hmm. a top pa- uh, passing big the best passing big man of all time. He's already made that argument. Nobody's disputing that. Now he's in the argument of, is he one of the best passers of all time? And that's a valid one. I think that's a be extremely valid one. Now, I'm not arguing that. I think Jokic is great. I, I have an appreciation for his game. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, you need to have somebody that can defend the rim. He can't do that.
2: Okay, here's the thing, though. It's and like-
1: they, took him, they took him off the court at the end of the series, Against the Golden State Warriors,
3: Chris.
2: Okay, they they took him off for for an offense defense switch.
3: Chris, oh. do you know the last player the any other player that's won three MVPs? And I think it was last I one. Was, Larry, Larry was Bl- last one. It's like Larry, Will, and I think there's one other. But yeah, Larry Will at minimum one championship during their MVP season, and I think okay. two of them have won two championships during the MVP season. And Jokic has done zero.
2: Sure. That, the other one was Bill Russell, Here's by the, the other way. Thing. It, it's not like Embiid has done it. At least Jokic has made it to the conference finals. Embiid hasn't even gotten that far yet. So okay, like that okay, argument. Okay. He's not the MVP let's, though. Let's,
1: or, let's, okay. Let's, okay, let's look back yeah, your at argument the, is that the Embiid first
2: Embiid is better. And Embiid has not reached that threshold either. So okay, I don't okay. know how that argument really affects the Jokic beat argument.
1: Look, look, I think this is the closest argument this season. I'm not going to deny that. I think it's the closest one yet. But let's look back at the first two. Joel, the first one that Giannis won, I put that in air quotes. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes right now. The first one that he won was because Joel missed 20 games, partially because of COVID, um, because of the COVID uh sanctions and stuff you know having the quarantine and stuff because of games even though he wasn't COVID, you know positive because of the uh tracing and contact tracing and all that stuff he had to get quarantined so he missed about 20 games in that shortened season that ruined his chances of getting mvp according to the voters even though joel had the better season that year and i think that's fair to say the last season it was closer like i'm not gonna lie it was closer but the biggest argument that Joel had in his favor, his team was a top three team in the East. And in the West, Jokic was sixth. Granted, he kept the team in sixth despite not having his best two co-stars. and That's cool. But I, I think the, the argument could have made, been made for Joel more in that season. So this season, I'm not going to deny, it's a very close race. And in prior to that matchup where Joel whooped, Giannis is uh, Giannis in that matchup in terms of like production okay. and winning it. I, I I would have probably gone with uh, not Giannis, sorry, Jokic. I probably would have gone with Jokic winning the award. But since then, it's kind of hard to deny what Joel's doing. I mean I, he's he's okay.
2: sorry I, I will say like Jokic's play is not tailed off after that game. Joel won sure. the won the matchup for one game, sure. But one game really should not make Your MVP case, you know what I mean? Like, I think the the MVP MVP, has just been.
3: I think the MVP has just been so flawed. Like, if you think realistically, the last ten years, LeBron has not won an MVP. That's just. I mean, I feel like that just makes the point that it's not the best.
1: Like the the MVP doesn't go to the best player. It Goes
3: to the player with the best season. That's, yeah, that's what it's really about. They got like they got like LeBron fatigue for sure. You like you think yeah. that he isn't an MVP in the last ten years? That's crazy.
1: Well, let's think about this. Kobe Bryant, who was the closest thing we'll ever get to MJ, only got one MVP. One. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it goes. It doesn't go to the the best player. It goes to the player that has the best season. Last year and this year, you can make the strong argument. Especially last year, this year it's closer. I'll give you that, Chris. It is closer. The last year and the year before, Jawahar had the best two seasons.
3: It's hard for me to not acknowledge probably a little bit of bias because he's definitely been um, unfairly, I feel like, taken out of the last two years. So this year, I'm like, it, 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 it should be his. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think look,
2: that, uh, again, I, these guys are neck and neck. I'm I'm not trying to, like, Say there's some massive gulf between them. Uh, you, look, Joel's like my favorite player of, of all time. He's like the guy who he, he came to Philly just as I came to Philly as a viewer, basically. So I, I love Joel with all my heart. I, I do not mean any sort of disrespect towards Joel. Um, Jokic is awesome. Joel's awesome. They're 1A and 1B. It, it's not, you know, it, we, very I feel good. like
1: we could yeah, have yeah, this. Yeah. Hang on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Hang on.
1: Before we go away, you said 1A and 1B. You know, the last person that's related to the sixes that chose 1B? I mean, 1A decided, you know what? Never mind. Hang on. I got confused on that one. Never mind. Forget it. Forget it. I was going to make a point, but it didn't make sense.
3: Let's move on. Yeah, we'll swap out. So. Last topic tonight, the 76ers have um, 25 games remaining. They're currently 38-19, and 19, sitting at third in the East. We'll just run through the last 25 games. Hey,
1: hang on, Jonathan. Hang on. Chris, get that Nuggets logo out of our agenda. What? Get that what Nuggets logo. Chris. <laughs> Chris.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Do I need to talk to you like one of my students?
2: You, you, I don't even know what you're referencing.
1: No, like I, I do I need to talk to you like one of my students.
2: <laughs> no, like, why why are you what are you talking about?
1: Get that get that nuggets logo out of my agenda.
2: I don't think there's a nuggets logo in your agenda. Yeah, it's
1: right underneath your rankings. I see it right there, dude.
2: I didn't put
3: it there. Um I really don't know what you're talking about. Unrelatedly, Chris will not be on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, no, I got but- it. There's All right, let's new. go to I, the I
2: know, go to, know what you're talking about. Continue, John. I'm sorry.
3: Let's go to the last twenty five games. I'll say to both of you who were playing, they'll give me a win loss, give me a few seconds after, and I'll calculate what you think our final record will be. But let's just go through the last twenty five games to see how the two of you think we will end the season um heading into the playoffs. So first up, we got the Grizzlies coming out of the All Star break on Thursday. I think we I'll
1: win, go that. win. I'll go win too. Chris, I'm supposed to go first. Yes, I will right. we'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go win. It's okay. It's okay. just Because you're following my 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 agenda now. I get it. You're you're falling behind.
3: All right, two wins. Celtics.
1: I'm gonna go with a the loss there. No, you know what? I'm gonna go with a win. I think Joel comes out with a passion, especially after
2: that last game. Um, mm, Um. yeah, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the Sixers thing will be that they'll beat Memphis and we'll all feel really great. And then they'll get, you know, blown out of Boston or something. So I, I'm going to go with the loss.
1: We need to beat Boston. I think they'll step
2: up for it. All
3: right. So then we have back-to-back with the Heat. So give me uh, two predictions.
1: I'm going to go, Is it? are they both home or away? Or one of each?
3: I think it's one of each.
1: I think we split it. We went at home, lose away. I think win-win. Yes,
3: All right. Lucas, you had loss-win. Chris, you had win-win. Then we go to the Mavericks.
2: Oh, that's a win. Win. They have,
1: yeah, they have no defense.
3: All right, Bucks.
1: That's going to be a win, but it's going to be close. Loss. Pacers. That's going to be a loss. I I don't think they I I think they play down to the competition there. I think I think we lose that one.
3: Win. Timberwolves. <laughs>
1: Well, if I was Chris, I'd probably say (laughs) loss, but I'm going to go with win there.
3: Lost. I knew it, Chris. (laughs) I knew it. Trailblazers.
1: Win. Win. Wizards. I'm going to say loss.
2: Win. Cavaliers. Win. Yeah, win. They, they have Cleveland's number.
3: <laughs> Hornets.
2: That's a win. Win as well. Pacers.
1: Lost. That is lost, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we play down to them.
3: Did you go lost too, Chris? Yes. Okay. Bulls back-to-back. 2-0. and
2: Two back-to-back? Bulls. Ch- Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Oh. Yeah, win and win.
1: Warriors. That's going to be a win.
2: Um,
1: They can't play defense. Loss. Wow, okay. okay.
2: Golden State's going to have to like try to make a run here at some point. That try point, and being
1: really- able to do so are two completely different things, Chris. I
2: know. Well, are we gonna put it? it's Steph. I believe
3: in Steph. If he's back then, by then. We don't even know if he's going to be back by then. Okay. Whatever. Well, well, then we're on the West Coast with Suns. Durant should be back by then.
1: I think we lose that one. Win.
2: Okay, Chris. Yeah. Nuggets. Match up Jokic <laughs> and Embiid. That's a win. They They are so losing that game. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. It's, it's, a, win, it's a win, Chris. Not shocked with either of those answers. Mavericks.
2: Win. Win.
3: Raptors. Loss. Win. Bucks.
1: Is it a home or away? I do not have that on the top of my
3: head. But the one of the earlier ones was Bucks too, so they're probably splitting. So, it was... Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, they I'll, have an away, I'll, so I'm going to say this one's a. I Oh, no, this is also away. April seventh uh, away. I think,
1: think it is a loss.
3: Um, I'm Actually, go no, through. no,
1: no. You know what? Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to change my mind. I think Joel's going to try to get the MVP. He's going to show out against Giannis. Yeah, it's
2: a win.
3: At least. Yes. You got a win, too, Chris? Then they are home versus Celtics. That's a win. (laughs) I hate the Celtics so
2: much. Uh, Lost. Are you sure you hate them? Yes. It fills me with great sadness to say lost.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Home versus the
3: Heat? Win. W... Uh, away versus the Hawks. When, yeah, such a win. And they end the season away versus Ben Simmons and the Nets. <laughs>
1: when, when absolute win. Right.
2: They lose because they're resting other guys.
1: Oh, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think if the seeding's close, which it probably will be, they'll probably play.
2: Okay. I'm going to go with loss just for the content.
3: Okay, so Lucas, you had them going nineteen and six, so that would put them at fifty-seven and twenty-five. Mm. And Chris, <laughs> let me take a second.
2: is a very optimistic take, Lucas.
3: You had them going at versus- seventeen and. You have them at 17 and 8, Chris. So only two games different 55 and 27. So yeah, either way, that. 55 wins versus 57 wins are both in a similar ballpark. I buy that. Look, I, I think it's possible. I think with that kind of record, they probably still hang around the, the third seed and might be able to bump up to the second seed.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think they're getting the first seed. Boston seems to have that locked down. So, what yeah. are your
3: thoughts on? I I am currently in the process of writing an article about playoff matchups. I think that the East has three teams with the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers, and I think the team that gets the first seed and has gets to avoid likely having to play the both of the other two teams. Like if you're the two three, you got to match up and then play the one seed. What are your thoughts on positioning in the playoffs?
1: I mean, look if you can get the only way that I would feel good about our chances getting like, like not good, but like feel confident, not confident, feel extra assured that we are getting to the conference finals is if we can get Cleveland in the second round. That means we're probably going to have, we would have to be the first seed and they would have to be the, uh, the Four seat. fourth seed. Yes. So I, and I don't think that's happening. So, if, if you're asking me between the Boston Celtics and the Bucks, who would I rather see in the second round? I think I'd rather see the Bucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I think I agree with that. Obviously, the ideal for Philly would be to get the one seed and to avoid Milwaukee slash Boston until the conference yeah. finals. I will say Philly has had the bracket break that way for them like twice now and it has not worked either time you know they <laughs> lost to the Hawks who were the ideal second round matchup
3: in yeah everyone's
2: book And Absolutely. Uh, they couldn't did it done against Miami obviously the Joel injury played a part in that but like they get it has broken their way multiple times already and they haven't capitalized so that's not everything you have to actually do something with your opportunity but if they can you know, they're only three games behind Boston. That's not a huge number. If, if they could get the one seed, if they could go 19-6 and six down the stretch, like Lucas says, and, and get the one seed, that would be ideal. Obviously, Cleveland's a very good team, but Philly, Philly has their number. Uh, like, like That's just a very favorable matchup for the Sixers, broadly speaking. So, that would be the ideal setup. Uh, doesn't guarantee anything. Could Cleveland make us all miserable and win that series absolutely um but yeah i the goal for philly should be to take over boston spot right now obviously yeah i
1: i think yeah but if you're gonna get stuck against one either boston or milwaukee i think milwaukee's the better one they haven't played that much together this year joel usually can show out pretty well against Giannis. i feel and their offense, granted, it's been without, you know, Chris Middleton, but their offense has not been spectacular, even when he has been there. And they're not going to punish you in transition like the Celtics are. So I, yeah. I feel I feel like Milwaukee's the better matchup. We granted, they have Lopez who can do a decent job against Joel, but I, I'd rather deal with that than deal with the fast-break offense that the Celtics have.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a pretty big believer in like having the best player, and I, I still think Giannis is probably the best player in the East uh, when push comes to shove, but I, I think you're right, Lucas, as far as matchups goes. I think Philly can probably contain Milwaukee a lot easier than they can contain Boston. Boston has just given them so many headaches over the years. They obviously have uh, Horford, who might be the best in beat defender still somehow because, of course, and uh, you know Marcus Smart can also guard James Harden. So that, that, that's a pretty tough matchup for Philly. So I, I would probably prefer to see Milwaukee, too, even though I, I, I might pick Milwaukee over Boston in a series still. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all
1: matchup-dependent. So yeah,
2: it's all matchup-based. Yeah.
1: I will say this. If we did get the... We've all been begging to see Joel versus Giannis in a playoff series. Oh, yeah. If we got that in the second round, I think everybody would be happy.
2: I like, really, really hope and pray that it's Sixers Nuggets in the finals. We all need that. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I think we
2: I all need that. Because then
1: it's, it's going to settle it. It's so, going to settle it.
2: So it's going to settle
1: it. And look, yeah, Chris, as someone basically. who
2: obviously agrees with the effusive praise for Nikola Jokic and thinks he is probably a deserving three-time MVP, watching Nugget fans Eat crap after Embiid wins finals MVP would be absolutely hilarious. I would it love would be, it so much. So It would
1: be fantastic.
2: It would be great. So, and that's coming from me. So, yeah, I, I it needs to be Sixers Nuggets. But, 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 I'm, I'm
1: but, but here's the thing. But let's talk about the West here for a second. Um, the Nuggets are sure to be, like, are they the no. favorites anymore? I don't think so. Yes. Especially no. with
3: their underperformance. No. Okay. I, hot take,
2: hot I, take. Nuggets still have the best player in the West. A. Uh,
3: that, wow! false. Wow. False. wow. Not
2: false. It's true. Briss. B, B. it has been very hard over the years for teams to add players, even if they're as good as Kevin Durant with 20 games uh, left. That is a, a, that,
1: is, that is a valid argument. That Entire. one there is a valid argument. The
2: Nuggets have been together for real. a while. Their personnel all knows each other. They've had the whole season to build the right habits. Phoenix has not had that. Phoenix has not been That good of a team for long stretches this year. They've been streaking a lot lately. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker probably the best duo talent wise in the NBA, next to Joel and James. Like, like talent wise, obviously Phoenix is in the mix, and they're a strong like number two at least. But I, I do not think we should count out Denver. Like, I I think there's a very. I'm not.
1: I'm not counting them out. I just don't know if they're the favorites anymore. Yeah, I I, I think
3: like. Embiid's like when healthy MB or Embiid, I think it's the MVP this year, but when healthy, Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the NBA today. Uh
1: not I, I see think it's Giannis, I don't know. Giannis, Durant, Joel, Jokic, you I know, think Luka. I, Giannis,
2: Jokic, Embiid, Durant. Also the four. West playoff like the the West, West playoffs
3: are going to be like the, the a bloodbath. Seeds, yeah, the seeds five through eight could absolutely upset one through four mm. in the first round. I I mean here's I don't know thing, about what
1: I mean. Look, Sacramento is definitely on upset alert. I I think that's possible. Yeah, here's but the like, thing about
2: the West. I I, mm-hmm. I don't buy the Grizzlies. I'm just sorry.
1: They, I I don't buy them
2: either. Don't buy the I Grizzlies. Mean, I don't buy the so Kings as like. A genuinely competitive three seed, as much as I That's love. That's the two goal. three seed, yeah. I, the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George, so it's hard to write them out. But like, they have not been that impressive this year. So I, I really think Phoenix and Denver are the two big heavy hitters there, and maybe Dallas because Luca is awesome, and they have. Nah,
1: I mean, nah, like- nah, nah. They don't have enough defense. Here's a dark horse in the west. Okay, I.
2: Here, here's my dark care,
1: horse though. in the west. It's, it's the Lakers. I think the That's Lakers the have a, yep. yeah, yeah it, it depends on matchup. Cause like if LeBron gets stuck playing against Phoenix or uh, Denver in the first round, no, it's not happening, but anybody else, they have a puncher's chance. And I think that they could be a dark horse to get to the West finals.
3: I, I think, look, so golden state's a nine and the Lakers are a 13. Both would be like golden state, obviously towards the back of the playing and, and then Lakers have to get up there. But, if the Lakers have their current roster, I think it was Windhorse saying like they're probably like a five, like a four, five, or six seed. If they yeah, had this absolutely. Roster yeah, ago. yeah. So I, I think they could absolutely upset anyone they see. And Golden State's going to get it together when everyone's back healthy. If the Lakers pl-
2: played the Nuggets in the first round, I, I think it's like a four or five yeah. series. Like, I-, yeah. I just don't buy the, For the yeah, Nuggets.
1: No, 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 no. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't disagree there, Chris. I'm saying anybody besides Phoenix or the Nuggets, they have a chance I, to beat.
2: I think the real, real dark horse here is once Zion is back, if he's back healthy, I, I think yeah. the
3: Pelicans are like a real team.
1: I don't know yeah, but that man. they have the it, issue that, That's of falling. a big if
3: that's a big they if. have the it issue is of if. falling without Zion and getting to a bad spot like they're just, the seven spot right now a half came out of the six spot where they avoid the play and like without Zion they could easily I mean also one and a half games out of the 11 where they're not even in the playoffs. I mean I think they could if they don't get them back relatively soon they're not going to be they absolutely. could be in a hundred percent um, yeah I, I mean I think it's Denver and Phoenix
2: I, I think it's Sort of a t- two-horse race. Now, Luka has proven that he can, like, be Superman in the playoffs. So, I-, I would say Dallas is probably my number three if I had to pick number three. I, I-, I agree. Defense I-, I just is don't trust Sir the defense.
3: Lucas. Yeah.
2: I agree. It's not like they got rid of all their good defenders, though. It's great But they got, best best yeah, they, they got rid of their best one.
1: Yeah. They got rid of their best.
2: 100%. But they're giving twice as many minutes now to Josh Green, who's awesome and also very good on defense. They have other guys who can step up. Reggie Bullock has been awesome lately. Like, they have other guys. And they have Luka and they have Kyrie. So, even if it's just who can get the most buckets, frankly, those two are going to win 9 out of ten times So, I I, I would say Dallas is my number three right now if I had to pick a number three. But I I do think Denver and Phoenix is obviously the the heavyweight match that we're going to need to be watching. Hopefully... Hopefully Phoenix can get up to like the three seed, so we don't have to see it in the second round. That'd be a great conference finals. Uh, But either way, that's the matchup to watch.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, look, I get where you're coming from with Dallas. I think I'm not quite as high on their other defenders as you are, and that's fine. But it's not unreasonable to have them as a dark uh, as the third one. I just I like the Lakers' chances as long as they are healthy. You
2: know who's been like pretty good after a bumpy start and who is going to get a star back with about 10 15 games less than the season uh your Minnesota Timberwolves so uh, um,
1: I, I don't know how that works out man That's, <laughs> uh, yeah are yeah. a first the anthony out.
2: edwards show
1: is anthony Ryan edwards the, yeah 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 the anthony edwards show is fantastic i just don't know atowns can be a part of that moving
2: forward here's what i'm it, saying here's here's my pitch Cap comes back with 15 games left. Can't keeps doing what he's doing. is an upgrade at point guard. Are they beating Memphis if they get matched up in the first round again?
3: Maybe. Yeah, I
1: think so. I, I'd I buy think it. so.
2: I'd watch that series.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that actually be a good
2: series. Yeah,
1: I, I I'd buy that one. But do they beat anybody else? I don't.
3: Sacramento? So. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Maybe. 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 That's a big um, maybe, but, like... Maybe, I everyone
3: sleep, maybe everyone's maybe. sleeping on Sacramento.
1: Yo, what if Sacramento got to the West Finals? That would be something crazy, and Keegan Murray just decides, oh, I'm going to show out in the playoffs. Yeah. That could happen. I mean,
2: Look, the, the West is fun, because they have a lot of teams who have been pretty, like, not that impressive this year, but who have the potential to be really good. A lot of teams who could show out. A lot of coulds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even OKC in the 10 spot, like, Shea is maybe a top-10 player right now. Like, like Shea's awesome. They have the star power. Giddy has been really good this year, so... Nine, they're two the years the away. Chris. Chris.
3: They I are two okay, years
2: away. Okay, yeah, I'm not they're saying not ready. Think she's going to win anything. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there are 10 pretty compelling teams, eight or nine of which have the potential to Make some noise in the playoffs. So I, the West is very exciting. Um, I, I do it's, think it ultimately comes down to Denver, Phoenix, but a lot of interesting teams out there who could break that up.
1: Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But guys, it's like past twelve o'clock here, and <laughs> I, I'm I'm ready to. go. I'm old, and Jonathan's kind of old because he's my age, but I he doesn't have a kid, so there's that. Um, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm ready to time, wrap
2: yeah. this thing up. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: All right y'all. Thanks as always to our listeners for tuning into another episode of the 6 sense podcast. As always, please like, subscribe and follow along if you can. We are on Twitter and Facebook at 6sense. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, all that fun stuff or you can listen on the web at our website the 6 com. Find us there and also read our written work. So yeah. Until next time. Peace out, y'all. Just subscribe on YouTube as well. We'll be back here shortly, and we will talk to you again soon.